Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Boss Step Podcast, episode 133. I'm your host, Emily Aries. And today's boss tip is all about how to prepare for a mid-year review. We're just about halfway through 2019, if you can believe it or not. And a whole bunch of y'all in the Boss Step Courage community have been calling in with a variety of career conundrums all related to how to best prepare for mid-year review season. Take a listen to just a few samples of the calls we've been getting lately. Hi, Emily. I'm Mackenzie from Milwaukee, and I'm calling with a career conundrum. I work at an ad agency and my review is coming up. However, a few of my clients have decided to leave us in the past few months. And while I know my work overall is good this year, my boss has told me he doesn't think my clients leaving is my fault. I'm still feeling insecure going into my review. So how can I go into my review and advocate for myself? And do you have any strategies for negotiating even when my results are below average? Hey, Emily. My name is Megan. I work for a medium-sized nonprofit in Atlanta, and I'm calling in with a career conundrum I'm hoping you can help me with. So my three-year anniversary and therefore review is coming up next month, and I'm planning on asking for a like change in title at my review because I know that just where our budget is right at, I know that a raise is just not possible at the moment, but I do feel really strongly that my work level and the independence and the responsibility that I have is not matching up with my current coordinator level title. My problem is that I'm not entirely sure how to make the case that I need that promotion at my review, because I know normally you would probably say check in with, you know, my counterparts at other organizations and sort of use that comparison to make my case. But my role is fairly unique. I don't actually have any direct counterparts at other organizations. And so I'm not sure what to refer to, to make the case that my title isn't really on par with my responsibilities other than to just like, here are all my responsibilities. Here is what one would think of a coordinator level title. I hope that you can help me figure that out. Bosses, I hear you. And I want to make sure you've got three quick tips to get you prepared to make the most out of your mid-year review. First and foremost, you've got to break out the brag book. Just a few weeks back, Jessica Aries, my fantastic sister-in-law, shared a boss tip blog post, and I featured her on this very podcast, all about how to start a brag book. I'll make sure to link to that episode in today's show notes too, in case you haven't heard it yet. And her advice about creating a brag book is really about tracking your achievements and accomplishments on the regular. 
Now, mid-year review time is the time to put that brag book to good use. Tally up your latest achievements, take stock of any recent awards or recognition, and tap into the file full of happy client feedback. Prepare for your mid-year review by bringing as many concrete metrics as you can to the table. Are you struggling to find any good validation in the data? Well, if you're short on positive outcomes, focus instead on calculating some numbers that reflect the effort, energy, and commitment you've brought to the task at hand. For instance, an editor friend of mine once had what turned out to just be kind of a lousy year in terms of how many book deals she was able to secure for the publisher she worked for. But it wasn't for a lack of trying. In fact, she brought all the data to her boss and tried to analyze where she went wrong, showing all the competitive bids she made for book deals throughout the year. Upon review with her boss, they agreed it was nothing more than a fluke. Even though her win-loss record wasn't super stellar, my friend went into her review able to show that she brought her A-game nonetheless. Tip number two, get clear on your goals. Showing that you're forward-thinking and always focused on making progress is a key factor for acing your mid-year review. So be clear about what goals you're pursuing in this chapter of your career. But just keep in mind who your audience is, too. You should not feel the need to disclose that you're looking to grow in a totally different direction than your current position allows— Unless there is a culture of radical honesty at your workplace, or if you work for the kind of giant company that helps facilitate employees' cross-departmental transitions. In other words, you don't need to tip your hat if you're thinking about leaving. But if you aren't, be clear about where you'd like to go next in the company. Now, the best way to describe your goals moving forward is to focus on how you're looking to develop your craft. What skills are you looking to hone and develop? What professional development opportunities are you pursuing? And how does your growth tie in directly to the company's overall growth too? Need help getting clear on your goals? Well, now is a great time to pick up your copy of the Bossed Up Life Tracker Planner, which can bring more clarity and consistency to the rest of your year. And right now, they're 50% off. I'll drop a link to shop now in today's show notes as well. And finally, tip number three, have a plan for growth. Whether you feel like your performance is in need of improvement or that you're absolutely crushing it at your job right now, Go into your mid-year review with a plan to propose. Need to step things up? Don't wait for your manager to put you on a performance improvement plan or a PIP. Propose one yourself. You might say something like this. While I feel confident about the reports I'm writing up, I want to avoid making mistakes in the accounting processes. So I found an interactive online course I'd love to take and have asked for some one-on-one time with Teresa in accounting to gain some training from her directly as well. Or if you feel like you're absolutely killing it at work, don't wait for the red carpet to be rolled out for your promotion. Ask what it would take to make it happen. You might say something like this. I feel confident in my performance and committed to our organization. I'd love to explore what opportunities for growth exist for me here in the form of a raise or promotion. Do you think I'm eligible for that kind of growth this year? What do we need to do to explore that further? Whatever you do, let's make the most of performance review season this year. Go in there with a plan to propose, and you'll make the most of your performance review. Now listen, as much as you'll want to prepare as best you can for your mid-year performance review, 
remember that this is a two-way conversation. Stay open to receiving feedback, actively listening for cues from your manager about how they perceive your performance and where they see you going in the organization too. At the end of the day, these reviews are not just about pleasing the boss. They're also about gaining more information about your potential for growth and development. And if you're not liking what you're hearing, well, that just might be the impetus you need to pregame your career change. And there are lots more related links full of resources at today's corresponding blog post, bossedup.org slash episode 133. Make sure to share it with the boss besties in your world who are gearing up for their mid-year reviews too. Let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men, and it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup. 